0: Mimi, Wazoop lib my dear liblet, my sweet friend i don't know why but i was i just i was having a thought earlier or a memory so to speak <laughs> of um band camp and um when your son when you when you when your son when, when, when your eyes got sunburned do you remember that I don't know if it happened to you more than one year, but I remember that one time where your eyes were just so red and they were, unless, unless you're telling, unless there's something you weren't telling me then, but, (laughs) um, actually your eyes were actually sunburned and that was like, I'm so, I'm, I'm sorry, Olivia. I'm literally, I'm so sorry because I laugh, but I, I don't laugh at you. I laugh with you because these things happen to me it's also hilarious i mean just it's just i'm sorry it's terrible but it's funny and it's not funny but it is funny because and i feel bad too because when you had your your bot i don't mean to laugh at your butt i care for you and your health, but your butt butts are funny i'm sorry it was your butt i can't help it anyway I guess I don't mean to be dredging these things up for you, but, um, I, I don't know why, but I just, I thought of it, and it, it cracked me up. Um, but, um, I guess, anyway, 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 it's the, uh, 8th, it's Tuesday, and I'm pretty sure I've been saying, sometimes I just say things, it sounds funny, so I say it, but then I'm like, wait, now I'm just saying it like that. Now that's just the way I say that. And, because I form these habits of saying words funny, like, Ways that I've heard them said, and it, and I like the way it sounds because I'm like, you know, I got the weird. I don't know what that is. Is there a th- is there a word for that? For like, <sighs> okay, because it's not. Toure- I don't. I'm not. I don't have. I'm not like. I don't think I have Tourette's syndrome or whatever. However, whatever it is, is it, wh- now I feel now I feel uneducated. Now I feel I have to Google the Tourettes and learn about it, but I don't. I don't have that like it's it kind of a tick, but not really like i I don't know, it's not uncontrollable, I can control it, but it like otherwise it just repeats in my head, and I mean I feel like I want to say it so anyway, um, now that I've really dug myself into a <laughs> hole, what has happened since yesterday since yesterday? Um, not much, I guess, I, um, I'm, oh, you know what, actually, I keep remembering this and then never doing anything about it with, I mean, what, it's not really different than anything else on my to-do list, but except that I haven't written it down yet, but, um, I'm pretty sure I'm due for the COVID booster. I feel like I should do that, but also then I have to figure out how to do that, and I hate learning about things I don't want to learn about. And (laughs) for some reason, that's just something that's like, I don't know. I don't want to think about it. It's like a chore. It feels, yeah, it's like a chore. It doesn't feel... Like, I know it's for, for the... I know it's only good. But I'm also like... But the effort that it takes to get there is more effort than none. So, if you know what I mean. But anyway, um, yesterday, yesterday, I... Went to work today, as per usual, as I am in the office, and I thrive there. Except, do I? Sometimes, when more people are in the office, I find myself distracted away from work and just talking about things. Which I think is good, and it's like, you need that in order to get to know people. But I've gotten so used to being super productive and just like always working always doing something that having a chit chat but they my chit chats get out of control that's the problem it's never just a quick chit chat i could just chit chat all day with zach i feel like i don't know and aaron just never stops talking so aaron was there today um he showed up kind of late and but he's probably working right now or maybe he should be i don't know <laughs> it's not my business but whatever kyle was there and um so that was nice but we did have a little chitty chatty um today we had a little moment while i was like out the door for lunch so i was like i didn't go to lunch until darn near two o'clock i swear it it was like quarter to two or more before I clocked out for lunch, but I was like standing there in my jacket talking for a long time. Oh, this is how it all started, I think. Today is International Women's Day. Is that the, is that the official? Let me look this up because I'm just like, Zach said happy International Women's Day. And I was like, huh? Thanks. Happy International Women's Day to you too, Zach. Love it. Love the energy. So. Then you know, and we both chuckled about it and we moved on. And um, then later in the afternoon, when Aaron showed <laughs> just kidding, Aaron showed up during our stand up, which is like starts at 9 15. So that's when he showed up. Um, so I have no idea how long he was work- has to work or whatever. Anyway, so still- I was on my way out the door for lunch it's down near two o'clock and we were just in some so i don't know how we got on the topic we got on the topic you know my favorite topic gen- lately is gender and like uh, specifically men and women those two those two distinctions and um yeah i don't know what came up but maybe he said something about women's day I don't know. I don't know. Don't care. But he... I mentioned how I don't... I don't really like the way that I hear the word female thrown around. As if... As if... It's important. Like, your only identity is... Your female reproductive organs. I don't know. That's how I feel. Attacked. (laughs) I don't know. But... um. Anyway, so I mentioned that I don't like that word, and then and and Aaron was like, "Oh, previously we had been also in this conversation. I don't know, somewhere in this conversation these things happen. I don't know. Let me just say I'm not good at just telling stories. Clearly, have demonstrated that by wasting minutes of your time without getting to the point. <laughs> but the whole conversation was about gender and what we prefer to be called or referred to as, and what we think is rude or Um, condescending or insulting or etc sexist whatever you what what have you you know and so here i am in this environment surrounded by men and kyle is kyle the thing about kyle love you kyle but he hasn't seen anything yet he seems easily he's easy to call me spicy all right so i'm just like if you think this is spicy Friend, this is mild behavior. We have seen nothing yet. um, Because I will argue. And I will... (laughs) I don't want to say fight. But, like, I will stand up. You know what? I'm not even arguing. I'm just standing up for myself is honestly what it is. And you know what? Also, I'm not only standing up for myself, but I'm maybe standing up for other people who think the way I think. So I don't know if they do. And if they do, they can let me know. And if they don't, they can let me know. Yo, I don't care. I'm not trying to speak for anyone but myself, but I will speak for myself and say what I think is, I don't appreciate to be called or referred to as. So Aaron's like talking about the word bitch and the way, and basically, I think the point he was trying to make was it's important how you refer, like how your tone makes a difference. If you're calling someone a bitch, And you also, um, you know, or you're calling someone your bitch, you know? So, but the point is, what I had to say about it was, the point is, if you're going to call me a bitch, that's fine. If you're going to call me a bitch, to call me an asshole. But if you're going to call Kyle a bitch, are you calling him an asshole? Or are you calling him something else? Because that's the problem I see with the word, you know? Everyone's my... I'm bitches with everyone, you know what I'm saying? Everyone's my bitch, everyone's my friend, everyone's my... Bitches be tripping, whatever, I don't know. I feel like the word bitch can be used in a not offensive way, and then also, it can be used in an offensive way. And the problem is that I think these people, these men... Have never thought about it before. Or cared to think about it. Because typically. There's not a woman in the room. And I guess if she is. She'll just sit back and not care. Uh, Excuse me. I don't know. I mean I think the the world of remote work. Makes that very easy. But I also don't give a shit. If you want to throw down. Because I will fight you in person too. (laughs) No I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to fight people. But I feel like. Um, I don't know. Anyway, so I don't know what I I was saying and doing, but basically being myself as I am right now. And Kyle made a comment that being spicy. Oh, because Aaron, I don't know what Aaron was talking about, but basically I was like, well, you have said things before that have been like offensive, like rudely sexist or whatever. I don't know what word I used. But then I looked at him and the look in his eye told me, You lying bitch, I've never done that before in my life. And I'm just like, do you not believe me? And he's like, no, I'm just trying to think of the time. And I'm just like, okay, seriously? If everything relied on you acknowledging when you're doing a thing, then you've never done it before. But the thing is, is you do it, and you say things. And so he's like looking around, searching desperately to figure out what I'm talking about. And I'm not really talking about anything in particular, except maybe one thing in particular, the girly comment, because that's the one I can reference. But uh, he thought all he could remember was calling me and Kalen his uh, calling us bitches or calling us. I don't know if he's referred to us as his bitches. I do not know. I do not remember his comment. And I don't know. But if he was using it in a poss- actually that makes a huge difference to me. If you're using it in a possessive, I'm your do you know okay, anyway. Um anyway, I don't know. But that's all he could think of. It. And I was like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Because no. 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 And my point was also, like I said before. I basically was like, if you call me a bitch and you call Kyle a bitch, does it mean the same thing? Are you calling us the same thing? And if the answer is no, that's the problem. That's what you need to figure out here, buddy. Figure it out. Like, but, um, yeah, figure it out. I'm not, if you need me to explain these things for you, sure. Sure. But I'm not going to do it that many times, and I don't understand why it's so difficult to understand. You're just going to say rude, derogatory things about people. That's the problem, okay? Okay. So, happy International Women's Day to you, (laughs) Erin. I don't know. I don't know. It's just such an interesting topic. I have, like... I talked about this with my boss and I'm just like basically like I've, I pl- part of me is like I I was traumatized when I got ripped from my old team to my new team. Now I'm on my new team, established on my new team, making great progress for the team because I'm pretty efficient and get things done. In fact, I guess I'll just say compared to those that I'm working with, I get things done faster and more quickly. And pretty I guess I don't know. I'm not going to say better, but like I It's not like I do a terrible job of it. So, anyway. I was having this conversation with Clavin about, like, the whole gender thing and how it's, like, interesting to witness and, frankly, a little concerning to hear people say- Scooty! To hear people say things and hear what they have to say about it because it's like, really? Um, What? But his reference, which I love it. I'm living for it. I don't remember what he said his daughter's name was. I feel like I want to say Katie, but I don't know if that's real. But I'm pretty sure he said, but he was like talking about his daughter and how she puts him in line. And that's the thing. He'll tease her because he doesn't actually think a certain way. But it also, the thing about it is, is like sometimes teasing is like, you're just trying to push my buttons and like that's the difference is like are you trying to make someone angry because you disagree with them or are you trying to poke a little fun at something I don't know but I think these are good conversations to be having and frankly I don't know if I'm gonna get myself in trouble or what but I don't really give a shit because here I am this is me so anyway (laughs) that's that's my da- my daily drama oh we've got 15 minutes countdown for Scooty's dinner time and he thinks that dinner time should have been 45 minutes ago well 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 oh no is daylight savings happening oh my god did I miss it no I couldn't have missed it. when does daylight savings time happen I feel like this is is it this it's got to be the oh sure it's the Sunday mmm of course yes I don't want to spring forward. I like falling back. Boo. Scooty, go away, honestly. Please, sir. Give me a break. Give us all a break. Because, oh, my mouth tastes terrible. This I don't know, this is the oldest water I've ever, the most rank water I've ever drank. Rank, most rank that I ever drank. All right, we're good. I got it under control. (laughs) Now, anyway, Scooty, you need to bug right off, and I'm gonna jump right in. I'm jumping right in. I promise, this is gonna be a jump. Chapter 14 of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Hallows by J.K. Rowling Rowling. (laughs) Chapter 14 is titled, THE THIEF! Mm -hmm. And the chapter art is... a, a... a drawing. A black and white drawing. We are in the woods, immerse yourself. We are in the forest. There aren't trees. They appear to be deciduous. And they don't have leaves. They're naked, they're nude, they're bare. Just like outside my window right now. And they look kind of spooky. I don't know how to describe it but I don't know there's magic about it's like kind of hazy it looks kind of foggy and through the okay so in the middle of the trees there's like a little opening a clearing not very big but for a tent or two so there's a tent and a little pathway and some piles of rocks and then Um, in this opening of the trees, we can see some flying creatures that I can only assume to be a bat. And outside, around the tent, oh, that must be like a protective barrier. So it's kind of like, I guess it looks making like a dome around the tent, except it's not like... (sighs) It's denoted with, like, little twinkles every so often in a grid, if you can imagine. Anyway, the thief. Harry opened his eyes and was dazzled by gold and green. He had no idea what had happened. He only knew that he was lying on what seemed to be leaves and twigs, struggling to draw breath into into lungs that felt flattened. He blinked and realized that the gaudy glare was sunlight streaming through a canopy of leaves far above him. Then, an object twitched close to his face. He pushed himself onto his hands and knees, ready to face some small, fierce creature. But he saw that the object was Ron's foot. Looking around, Harry saw that they... Well, they and Hermione... I guess him and Ron and Hermione... sure they, They and Hermione were lying on a forest floor, apparently alone. Harry's first thought was of the Forbidden Forest, and for a moment, even though he knew how foolish and dangerous it would be for them to appear in the grounds of Hogwarts, his heart leapt at the thought of sneaking through the trees to Hagrid's hut. However, in the few moments it took for Ron to give a low groan and Harry to To start crawling toward him, He realized that this was not the Forbidden Forest. The trees looked younger. They were more widely spaced. And, I'm sorry, there's no word and. Of course, why am I saying this? The ground, clearer. Trees looked younger. So you're telling me they're smaller. That's what you're saying. These trees are smaller. He met Hermione, also on her hands and knees, at Ron's head. The moment his eyes fell upon Ron, all other concerns flood Harry's mind, for blood drenched the whole of Ron's left side, and his face stood out, grayish-white, against the leaf-strewn earth. The polyjuice potion was wearing off now. Ron was halfway between Catermole and himself in appearance. His hair was turning redder and redder as his face drained of the little color he had left. "'What's happened to him?' splinched, said Hermione. Her finger's already busy at Ron's sleeve, where the blood was wettest and darkest. Harry watched, horrified, as she tore open Ron's shirt. He, okay, honestly, can I just say this? Hermione is a, just amazing. She's like a... Fir- she knows all the magics. She learns all of the magics. She can do muggly things to, to get them by there. And she's like a friggin' first aid administer. And she just keeps it cool. And... Yo. Meow. Scooty, honey, my duty. If you gotta make a duty, then go. Yeah. Sorry. Anyhoot. Oh, maybe he's yelling. No, you've got ten minutes. Literally no time. Okay. Where was I now? He had always thought of splinching as something comical. But this. His insides crawled unpleasantly as Hermione laid bare Ron's upper arm. There was a great chunk of flesh. What? Where? A great chunk of flesh was missing, scooped cleanly away as though by a knife. Harry, quickly, in my bag. There's a small bottle labeled Essence of Dittany. Bag, right. Bag. Oh, right there, eh? There's the bag. Harry sped to the place where Hermione had landed, seized the tiny beaded bag, and thrust his hand inside it. At once, object after object began presenting itself to his touch. He felt the leather spines of books, wooly sleeves of jumpers, heels of shoes. Quickly! He grabbed his wand from the ground and pointed it into the depths of the magical bag. Dittany! A small brown bottle zoomed out of the bag. Ooh, is it brown because it's sensitive to the sunlight? Is that just a weird thing to... It's not weird, right, Libby? You don't think it's weird. (coughs) He caught it and hastened back to Hermione and Ron, whose eyes were now half-closed, strips of white eyeball, all that were visible between his lids. He's fainted, said Hermione, who was also rather pale. She no longer looked like Mafalda, though her hair was still grey in places. Unstopper it for me, Harry. My hands are shaking. Harry wrenched the stopper off the little bottle. Hermione took it and poured three drops of the potion onto the bleeding wound. Greenish smoke billowed upward, and when it had cleared Harry saw that the bleeding had stopped. The wound now looked several days old. New skin stretched over what had just been open flesh. Several days Does it grow that fast? I don't know. I've never had like stitches like a wound. Never had a wound. I've never had a wound. I've only had, like, abrasions. You know what I mean? Not laceration, not deep lacerations. I don't know if I'm using the right words. Deep tissue contusion! (laughs) Oh, Libby, I'll spare you this time. (laughs) Wow, said Harry. It's all I feel safe doing, said Hermione shakily. There are spells that would put him completely right, but I daren't try in case I do them wrong and cause more damage. He's lost so much blood already. How did he get hurt? I mean, Harry shook his head trying to clear it to make sense of what happened, of whatever had just... <laughs> what am I saying? I'm just making words up. Like make sense of whatever had just taken place. Why are we here? I thought we were going back to Grimmel Place. Hermione took a deep breath. She looked close to tears. "'Harry, I don't think we're going to be able to go back there.' "'What do you—' "'As we disapparated, Yaxley caught hold of me, and I couldn't get rid of him. "'He was too strong, and he was still holding on when we arrived at Grimwald Place, "'and then, well, I think he must have seen the door and thought we were stopping there. "'So he slackened his grip, and I managed to shake him off, and I brought us here instead. "'But then, where is he? "'Hang on. You don't mean he's at Grimwald Place. He can't get in there.' Her eyes sparkled with unshed tears as she nodded. Harry, I think he can. I I forced him to let go with a revulsion jinx, but I'd already taken him inside the Fidelius Charm's protection. Since Dumbledore died, we're secret keepers, so I've given him the secret, haven't I? Well, if you didn't say it out loud, I thought you had to say it out loud. I don't remember, but whatever, I'm sorry. <laughs> there was no pretending. Harry was sure she was right. It was a serious blow. If he actually could now get inside the house, there was no way that they could return. Even now, he could be bringing other Death Eaters in there by apparition. Gloomy and oppressive though the house was, it had been their one safe refuge. Even now that creature was so much happier and friendlier, a kind of home. With a twinge of regret that had nothing to do with food, Harry imagined the house-elf busying himself "'over the steak and kidney pie "'that Harry, Ron, and Hermione would never eat. "'Harry, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. "'Don't be stupid. It wasn't your fault. "'If anything, it was mine.' "'Harry put his hand in his pocket "'and drew up Mad-Eye's eye. "'Hermione recoiled, looking horrified. "'Umbridge had it stuck to her office door "'to spy on people. "'He couldn't leave it there. "'But that's how they knew there were intruders. "'Before Hermione could answer, Ron groaned and opened his eyes. He was still grey and his face glistened with sweat. How do you feel? Hermione whispered. Lousy, croaked Ron, wincing as he felt his injured arm. Where are we? In the woods where they held the Quidditch World Cup, said Hermione. I wanted somewhere enclosed, under cover, and this was the first place you thought of. Her. F- her. <laughs> Harry finished for her glancing around at the apparently deserted glade glade what is the definition of a glade Mm i don't know sounds nice sounds like it would smell nice too (laughs) he could not help remembering what had happened the last time they had apparated to the first place hermione had thought of how death eaters had found them within minutes had it been legitimacy did Voldemort did Voldemort or his henchmen know even now where Hermione had taken them? Do you reckon we should move on? Ron asked Harry, and Harry could tell but Harry could tell by the look on Ron's face that he was thinking the same. I dunno. Ron still looked pale and clammy. He had made he had made no attempt to sit up and it looked as though he was too weak to do so. The prospect of moving him was daunting. "'Let's stay here for now,' Harry said. Looking relieved, Hermione sprang to her feet. "'Where are you going?' asked Ron. "'If we're staying, we should put some protective enchantments around the place,' she replied. And raising her wand, she began to walk in a wide circle around Harry and Ron, murmuring incantations as she went. Harry saw little disturbances in the surrounding air, It was as if Hermione had cast a heat haze upon their clearing. "'Salvio hexia, protego totalum, repello muggletum. (laughs) "'Mufliado, you could get out the tent, Harry.' "'Tent? In the bag?' "'In the—of course,' said Harry. He did not bother to grope inside at this time, but used another summoning charm. The tent emerged in a lumpy mass of canvas, rope, and poles.' Harry recognized it, partly because of the smell of cats, as the same tent in which they had slept on the night of the Quidditch World Cup. "'I thought this belonged to that bloke Perkins at the ministry,' he asked, starting to disentangle the tent pegs. "'Apparently he didn't want it back. His lumbago's so bad,' said Hermione. "'Lumbago? Lumbago? Lombardy? (laughs) Oh! Anyway,' said Hermione, now performing complicated figure of eight movements with her wand. So Ron's dad said I could borrow it. Erecto, she added. Ooh, I wish. I wish. You know, there's a lot of times I wish I had magic, and putting up a tent is one of them. Ah, Swig, swig, swig. Anyway. Erecto, she added, pointing her wand at the misshapen canvas which in one fluid motion rose into the air and settled, fully constructed onto the ground before Harry, out of whose startled hands a tent peg soared to land with a final thud at the end of a guy rope. A guy rope. Guy rope. Mm? A girl rope. Oh, actually, speaking of International Women's Day and, um, guys and gals... Uh, And what we prefer to be called? Um, (laughs) Yeah. Why did I just think of this? I do not know why I just think of this, but Um, my by my 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 baby brother Spencey, who's an adult man, of course, um, used to say that he didn't want girl cheese; he wanted boy cheese. Like a grilled cheese sandwich. As a baby boy, he thought that the grilled was girl, and so he didn't want the girl cheese. Except that's very. Why would you let him say? Oh, well, you should have the girl cheese. What's wrong with the girl cheese? Except perhaps he doesn't. He didn't like girls because I was a girl, and I was a, um, mischief. I suppose I was mischief. I was evil. I was terrible. Scooty and needs to relax. It is, in fact, time for his, his his medicine and treats. But I frankly, I don't care. We can keep going. <laughs> anyway, I don't know why the why the word guy rope just uh, triggered me to think of girl cheese. <laughs> anyway, okay. Cave in in me come. Mm, That did not I'm, in micum. Ooh, I don't. I'm sorry. In me come. In micum. Keep inimicum, Hermione finished with a skyward, ooh, hashtag skyward, flourish. That's as much as I can do, actually not hashtag skyward, unhashtag, I've deleted the hashtag, forget I ever said that. That's as much as I can do. At the very least, we should know they're coming. I can't guarantee it will keep out vault. Don't say the name, Ron cut across her, his voice harsh. Harry and Hermione looked at each other. "'I'm sorry,' Ron said, moaning a little as he raised himself to look at them. "'But it feels like a... a jinx or something. "'Can't we call him you-know-who, please?' "'Dumbledore said fear of a name,' began Harry. "'In case you hadn't noticed, mate, calling you-know-who by his name "'didn't do Dumbledore much good in the end,' Ron snapped back. "'Just... just so you-know-who some respect, will you?' Respect, Harry repeated, but Hermione shot him a warning look. Apparently, he was not to argue with Ron while the latter was in such a weakened condition. Harry and Hermione half-carried... What's going on? I hear people outside. I'm sorry. I hear people giggling, and I'm scared. Because you know it's goose got cookie season. Don't come to my door. Anyway. Respect! Respect, Harry repeated, but Hermione shot him a warning look, apparently he was not to argue with Ron while the latter was in such a weakened condition. Harry and Hermione half-dragged, I'm sorry, half-carried, half dragged, Ron, through the entrance, Ron, Ron, the entrance of the tent, the interior was exactly as Harry remembered it. A small flat, complete with bathroom and tiny kitchen. A small flat. Oh, ha <laughs> Okay, when I read that at first, I was like, okay, you're describing a floor, the floor as flat? Sure, of course. Um, naturally. Duh. <laughs> Sometimes I'm such a dweebus. Okay. A small flat, complete with bathroom and tiny kitchen. He shoved aside an old armchair and lowered Ron carefully onto the lower berth of a bunk bed. Even this very short journey had turned Ron whiter still, and once they had settled him Meow. on the mat- Scooty, that was a loud one. I'm sorry your belly hurts you, if that's what it is, unless you're yelling at me. Oh, I think you might be yelling at me for things. No, you can wait. Anyway, even this very short journey had turned Ron whiter still, blah blah blah, settled on the mattress, he closed his eyes again, and did not speak for a while. "'I'll make some tea,' said Hermione breathlessly, pulling kettle and mugs from the depths of her bag and heading toward the kitchen. Harry found the hot drink as welcome as the fire whiskey had been on the night that Mad-Eye had died. It seemed to burn away a little of the fear fluttering in his chest. "'After a minute—' "'You know, usually I'm not one for a hot beverage, but I do feel like—' "'Yes, that's—' "'There are some times that I would go for a hot beverage.' That seems like a good time. Camping, a hot beverage, yeah, that warms you up. But otherwise, living my life, no, I do not want to be warmed up, thank you. Anyway. Blee-blee-blee, and heading toward the kitchen. Harry found the hot drink as welcome as the firewood. Wa- oh, blah-blah-blah, of course, sure, naturally. <laughs> After a minute or two, Ron broke the silence. What do you reckon happened to the Catermoles? With any luck, they'll have got away, said Hermione. Clutching her hot mug for comfort, as long as Mr. Cattermole had his wits about him, he'll have transported Mrs. Cattermole by side-along apparition, and they'll be fleeing the country right now with their children. That's what Harry told her to do. Blimey, I hope they escaped," said Ron, leaning back on his pillows. The tea seemed to be doing him good. A little of his color had returned. He did not get—he didn't get the feeling. Reg Cattermole was all that quick-witted. Though, the way everyone was talking to me when I was him... What? I didn't get the feeling Reg Cattermole was all that quick-witted, though, the way everyone was talking to me when I was him. God, I hope they made it. If they both end up in Azkaban because of us... Harry looked over at Hermione, and the question he had been about to ask about whether Mrs. Cattermole's lack of a wand would prevent her apparating alongside her husband died in his throat. Hermione was watching Ron fret over the fate of the catamoles, and there was such tenderness in her expression that Harry felt almost as if he had surprised her in the act of kissing him. "'So, have you got it?' Harry asked her, partly to remind her that he was there. "'Got—got got what?' she said with a little start. "'What did we just go through all that for? The locket! Where's the locket?' "'You got it?' shouted Ron. Raising himself a little higher on his pillows. No one tells me anything. Blimey, you could have mentioned it. Well, we were running for our lives from the Death Eaters, weren't we? Said Hermione. Here. And she pulled the locket out of the pocket. She pulled the locket out of the pocket of her robes. And handed it to run. It was as large as a chicken's egg. Ooh, you know, chicken's eggs can get pretty damn big. But also they can be tiny. So, hmm interesting an ornate letter s inlaid with many small green stones glinted dully in the diffused light shining through the tent's canvas roof there isn't any chance someone's destroyed it since creature had it asked ron hopefully i mean are we sure it's still a horcrux i think so said hermione taking it back from him and looking at it closely There'd be some sign of damage if it had been magically destroyed. She passed it to Harry, who turned it over in his fingers. The thing looked perfect, pristine. He remembered the mangled remains of the diary, and how the stone in the horcrux ring had been cracked open when Dumbledore destroyed it. "'I reckon Creature's right,' said Harry. "'We're going to have to work out how to open this thing before we can destroy it.'" Sudden awareness of what he was holding of what lived beneath the little golden doors, hit Harry as he spoke. Even after all their efforts to find it, he felt a violent urge to fling the locket from him. Mastering himself again, he tried to prise the locket apart with his fingers, then attempted the charm Hermione had used to open Regulus's bedroom door. Neither worked. He handed the locket back to Ron and Hermione, each of whom did their best, but were no more successful at opening it than he had been. "'Can you feel it, though?' Ron asked in a hushed voice as he held it tight in his clenched fist. "'What do you mean?' Ron passed the horcrux to Harry. After a moment or two, Harry thought he knew what Ron meant. Was it his own blood pulsing through his veins that he could feel, or was it something beating inside the locket, like a tiny metal heart? "'What are we going to do with it?' Hermione asked. "'Wait.' Never mind. Whatever. I'm just thinking of veins and arteries. And you really feeling the vein? You feeling the artery? What are you feeling? Hmm, you never know. Keep it safe till we work out how to destroy it. Harry replied. And little though he wanted to, he clung. Th- he clung. He hung the chain around his own neck, dropping the locket out of sight beneath his robes, where it rested against his chest inside the pouch Hagrid had given him. I think we should take it in turns to keep watch outside the tent, he added to Hermione, standing up and stretching, and we'll need to think about some food as well. You stay there, he added sharply, as Ron attempted to sit up and turned a nasty shade of green. Scooty, please. With the sneakoscope Hermione had given Harry for his birthday, set carefully upon the table in the tent, Harry and Hermione Spent the rest of the day sharing the role of lookout. However, the sneakoscope remained silent and still upon its point all day. And whether because of the protective enchantments and muggle repelling charms Hermione had spread around them, or because people rarely ventured this way, their patch of wood remained deserted, apart from occasional birds and squirrels. Evening brought no change. Harry lit his wand as he swapped places with Hermione at ten o'clock and looked out upon a deserted scene, noting the bats fluttering high above him across the single patch of starry sky visible from their protected clearing. He felt hungry now, and a little light-headed. Hermione had not packed any food in her magical bag, as she had assumed that they would be returning to Grimmauld Place that night, so they had nothing to eat except some some wild mushrooms that Hermione had collected from amongst the nearest trees and stewed in a billy can. Mushrooms are dangerous, friend. Do you have magic to identify this mushroom? Anyway. After a couple of mouthfuls, Ron had pushed his portion away, looking queasy. Harry had only preserved so as not to hurt Hermione's feeling. Preserved. What am I saying? Persevered, it says. Scooty, honestly, this pillow is not for you. This pillow is for the book. Go. Hmm, Harry had only persevered, so as not to hurt Hermione's feelings. The surrounding silence was broken by odd rustlings and what sounded like crackling crackings of twigs. Harry thought that they were caused by animals rather than people, yet he kept his wand held tight at the ready. His insides, already uncomfortable due to their inadequate helping of rubbery mushrooms, tingled with unease. He had thought that he would feel elated if they managed to steal back the horcrux, but somehow he did not. All he felt, as he sat looking out at the darkness, of which his wand lit only a tiny part, was worry about what would happen next. It was as though he had been hurtling toward this point for weeks, months, maybe even years, but now he had come to an abrupt halt, run out of road, "'There are other horcruxes out there somewhere, "'but he did not have the faintest idea where they could be. "'He did not even know what all of them were. "'Meanwhile, he was at a loss to know how to destroy the only one that they had found, "'the horcrux that currently lay against the bare flesh of his chest. "'Curiously, it had not taken heat from his body, "'but lay so cold against his skin it might just have emerged from icy water. "'From time to time, Harry thought, or perhaps imagined, that he could feel the tiny heartbeat ticking irregularly alongside his own. Nameless forebodings crept upon him as he sat there in the dark. He tried to resist them, push them away, yet they came at him relentlessly. Neither can live while the other survives. Ron and Hermione, now talking softly behind him in the tent, could walk away if they wanted to. He could not. And it seemed to Harry as he sat there, trying to master his own fear and exhaustion, that the horcrux against his chest, Scooty, was ticking away the time he had left. Stupid idea, he told himself. Don't think that. I'm thirsty. His scar was starting to prickle again. He was afraid that he was making it happen by having these thoughts, and tried to direct them into another channel. He thought of poor poor creature, who had expected them home and had received Yaxley instead. Would the elf keep silent, or would he tell the Death Eater everything he knew? Harry wanted to believe that creature had changed toward him in the past month, that he would be loyal now. But who knew what would happen? What if the Death Eaters tortured the elf? Sick images swarmed into Harry's head, and he tried to push these away too, but there was nothing he could do for creature. He and Hermione had already decided against trying to summon him. What if someone from the ministry came too? They could not count on elfish apparition, being free from the same flaw that had taken the Oxley to Grimmauld Place on the hem of Hermione's sleeve. Harry's scar was burning now. He thought that there was so much they did not know. Lupin had been right about magic they had never encountered or imagined. Why hadn't Dumbledore explained more? Had he thought that there would be time, that he would live for years, for centuries, perhaps, like his friend Nicholas Flamel? If so, he had been wrong. Snape had seen to that. Snape, the sleeping snake, who had struck at the top of the tower. And Dumbledore had fallen. Fallen. Give it to me, Grigorovitch. Ooh, what am I saying? I'm supposed to say it in a high, clear, and cold voice? Give it to me, Grigorovitch! Harry's voice was high, clear, and cold. His wand, held in front of him by a long fingered, 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 ooh, fingered, long fingered, white hand. My dude. The man at whom he was pointing was suspended upside down, upside down, in midair, though there were no ropes holding him. He swung there, invisibly and eerily bound, his limbs wrapped around him, his terrified face on a level with Harry's, ruddy due to the blood that had rushed to his head. He had pure white hair and a thick, bushy beard, a trussed-up Father Christmas. "'I have it not! I have it no more! It was, many years ago, stolen from me!' "'Do not lie to Lord Voldemort Grigorovitch, he knows. He always knows. Ew, is he talking about himself in the third person? Ew. The hanging man's pupils were wide, dilated with fear. Ooh. Sorry, I'm having a, a nasal cavity issue. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna be okay. And um, yeah, his pupils were wide, dilated with fear, and they seemed to swell bigger and bigger until their blackness swallowed Harry whole. And now Harry was hurrying along a dark corridor in stout little Grigorovitch's wake, as he held the lantern aloft. Grigorovitch burst into the room at the end of the passage, and his lantern illuminated what looked like a workshop. Wood shavings and gold gleamed in the swimming pool of light. Ha <laughs> ha Swinging pool of light! And there, on the window ledge, sat perched, like a giant bird a young man with golden hair in the split second that the lantern's light illuminated him harry saw the delight upon his handsome face then the intruder shot a stunning spell from his wand and jumped <coughs> excuse me and jumped neatly backward out of the window with a crow of laughter and harry was hurtling back out of those wide tunnel-like pupils and Grigorovitch's face was stricken with terror. "'Who was the thief, Grigorovitch? said the high, cold voice. <whistles> "'I do not know! I never knew! A young man! No! Please! Please!' A scream that went on and on, and then a burst of green light. "'Harry!' He opened his eyes, panting, his forehead throbbing. He had passed out against the side of the tent, had slid sideways down the canvas, it was sprawled on the, f- on the ground. He looked up at Hermione, whose bushy hair obscured the tiny patch of sky visible through the dark branches high above them. Dream, he said, sitting up quickly and attempting to meet Hermione's glower with a look of innocence. Must have dozed off, sorry. I know it was your scar. I can tell by the look on your face. You were looking into vault. Don't say his name! Came Ron's angry voice from the depths of the tent. "fine retorted hermione you know whose mind then i didn't mean it to happen harry said it was a dream can you control what you dream about hermione yes i can i say because i can sometimes lucid dream because i've been trying for long enough that sometimes it works hmm <laughs> but yeah anyway that's fun fact "'If you just learn to apply occlumency!' "'But Harry was not interested in being told off. "'He wanted to discuss what he had just seen. "'He's found Grigorovitch, Hermione, "'and I think he's killed him. "'But before he killed him, he read Grigorovitch's mind, "'and I saw... "'I think I'd better take over the watch "'if you're so tired you're falling asleep,' "'said Hermione coldly. "'I can finish the watch! "'No, you're obviously exhausted. "'Go and lie down.' "'She dropped down into the mouth of the tent.' Looking stubborn, angry, but wishing to avoid a row, Harry ducked back inside. Ron's still pale face was poking out from the lower bunk. Harry climbed into the one above him, lay down, and looked up at the ho- uh, at the dark canvas ceiling. After several moments, Ron spoke in a voice so low that it would not carry to Hermione, huddled in the entrance. What's you-know-who doing? Harry screwed up his eyes in the effort to remember every detail, then whispered into the darkness. He found Grigorovitch. He had him tied up. He was torturing him. How's Grigorovich supposed to make him a new wand if he's tied up? I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Harry closed his eyes, thinking of all he had seen and heard. The more he recalled, the less sense it made. You know, sometimes I feel like that, too. Voldemort had said nothing about Harry's wand, nothing about the twin cores, nothing about Grigorovitch making a new and more powerful wand to be Harry's. He wanted something from Grigorovitch. Gregor- a- r- 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 Harry said, eyes still closed tight. He asked him to hand it over, but Grigorovich said it had been stolen from him, and then, then he remembered how he, as Voldemort, had seemed to hurtle through Grigorovitch's eyes into his memories. He read Grigorovitch's mind, and I saw this young bloke perched on a window sill. and he fired a curse at Grigorovitch and jumped out of sight. He stole it. He stole whatever you know who's after. And I... I think I've seen him somewhere. Harry wished he could have another glimpse of the laughing boy's face. The theft had happened many years ago, according to Grigorovitch why did the young thief look familiar the noises of the surrounding woods were muffled inside the tent all harry could hear was ron's breathing after a while ron whispered couldn't you see what the thief was holding no it must have been something small harry the wooden slats of ron's bunk creaked as he repositioned himself in bed Harry, you don't reckon you know who's after something else to turn into a horcrux? I don't know, said Harry slowly. Maybe, but wouldn't it be dangerous for him to make another one? Didn't Hermione say he had pushed his soul to the limit already? Yeah, but maybe he doesn't know that. Yeah, maybe, said Harry. He had been sure that Voldemort had been looking for a way around the problem of the twin cores. Sure that Voldemort saw a solution from the old wand maker. And yet, he had killed him. Apparently without asking him a single question yeah. about wand lore, Scooty. Bug right off. I don't want you needing my blankie. What was... I think he's trying to make me mad because he wants his stuff and he's trying to trigger me. But we're so close to the end here. What was Voldemort trying to find? Why, with the minister of magic and the wizarding world at his feet, was he far away, intent on the pursuit of an object that Grigorovitch had once owned, and which had been stolen by the unknown thief? Harry could see the blond haired youth's face. It was merry, wild. There was a Fred and George's air of triumph, trickery about him. Triumphant trickery, sorry. He had soared from the windowsill like a bird, and Harry had seen him before, but he could not think where. With Grigorovitch dead, it was the merry-faced thief who was in danger now, and it was on him that Harry's thoughts dwelled, as Ron's snores began to rumble from the lower bunk, and as he himself drifted slowly into sleep once more. And that's the end of chapter fourteen.